0: hello hello welcome welcome back to the third episode of our podcast uh what was the title Oh, the title is zoomers take on fire so financial independence retire early and so we got a pretty fun episode for you guys uh in store today but before we get into the meat of it we're gonna have kevin kick it off again with an ad <laughs> all right welcome back welcome back so this week we decided to really take a different route and kind of move away from what we talked about in our first two episodes, which was really focused on investing. And we decided to bring on a really special guest who's amazing and wonderful in many ways and a dear friend of all of ours. And so we'll have her introduce herself uh, like right now.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Awesome, thanks Derek. Hi everyone, my name is Clarice. Uh, I currently sit in San Francisco working in the public accounting space. And today I'm here with Derek, Andrew and Kevin to discuss Um, what our transitions were like going in from post-grad and really navigating all those career decisions. So really excited for this conversation that's going to come up.
2: Bro, that's the difference between a business person and an engineer, right? Yeah. (laughs) So good. Yeah, no presentation. Thanks, guys. All right, so we'll kick it off. We're going to talk about career this week. Um, So we can talk about how... Each of us kind of transitioned from college to uh, post-grad work. I don't know how else to kind of describe that, but...
3: Yeah, maybe we can even go even deeper um, further back and talk about a college experience too and what we're studying. True. Struggles yeah. of finding something to study.
2: Yeah. You, you want to talk about good. your struggles, Andrew? Yeah, you go first. Me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think Kevin and I... is. All right, I think our story is relatively similar in terms of what we wanted to study. True. I think we both had an idea of wanting to do CS uh, going into college.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Kind of an idea that it was a lot more difficult than we thought to get into the program.
2: More like we slacked off a little too much freshman year. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> um, and then for me, I think this is where we're a little different, but I was looking into the humanities space. I. Told my parents I wanted to study comparative religions. <laughs> that conversation didn't go well, and I ended up finding informatics. Um, for those who don't know, informatics it's basically or is deemed as backup CS, <laughs> but, but in reality, it's a lot more complex than that, and um, it's considered to be like the intersection of data, technology, and hu- humans. So. It's just an uh, interesting space that Kevin and I both got to study in college. And yeah, I think we both went into the software industry after that.
2: Yeah. My my route wasn't as uh, complex. I was just slacking off a little too much my first two years in college. <laughs> so CS didn't really work out. But I was also interested in business at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's how hard. I kind of like met Clarice here. Mm-hmm. Well, she was also similar where she was trying to do STEM and then she was also, then she kind of transitioned to business, which she will let you guys know about that later. <laughs> but I, I sucked off a little too much, but then I kind of knew I still wanted to do some somewhat technical stuff in technology. So uh, informatics was always the next choice. And then, yeah, Andrew and I just had to grind our butt off because we kind of messed up <laughs> our first two years. So we got into our major, actually, senior year of college, we didn't intern, we didn't do nothing, and we somehow made it into uh, post-grad work life, so we, I don't know how that happened, but it played yes. out pretty well. Woo! Work hard, play hard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Clarice? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's. I just want to start off by just saying it's funny that Kevin said he was slacking off because he was the one tutoring me in all the classes I was far, <laughs> far struggling in. So it was like, even though he says he was slacking off, he was getting A's in like all of his classes. Oh, and he was, was like, my first Because that's how we met. Me and Kevin actually met in our general chemistry lab, which I like literally almost didn't pass. But the only reason I did pass was because of Kevin. So shout wow. out um, but, <laughs> <let's> go. <laughs> but yeah I think just kind of reflecting a little bit in terms of what you know how I kind of came into the realm of public accounting I jumped around a ton just like you Andrew where it was like you know neurobiology and then I was like oh what about like psychology or what about um you know human-centered design engineering which was you know kind of also a, um, a popular major at the time at the University of Washington mm-hmm. where uh, yeah. we went so um yeah, kind of like hopped around, went back and forth, and then ultimately ended up taking my first financial accounting class in college and really enjoyed it as much to wow. many people's dismay. <laughs> so um, ended up transferring schools back to the Silicon Valley and graduated with a degree in accounting and information systems, which I think was the perfect mix of, you know, knowledge about financial backbones, but also, you know, how does technology intersect with that? And um, I don't know, how do you just improve business processes by integrating the two of them? Wow. But, yeah, what that about you, Derek? Happened.
0: That was very, very well spoken. thank you. Um, For me, I guess, kind of starting out college, it was really, I kind of already had a plan of what I wanted to do, Um, wanting to study some kind of STEM and then some kind of engineering. And then, but because it was like some kind of engineering, I didn't really know anything about engineering at all. And I decided mechanical engineering was just the best because it was so broad and it covered a lot of areas and so i just kind of set that as my goal um freshman year and so i hit the books and i did not have a social life my it's true. um i, I dormed with man. andrew which was my social life and <laughs> well, you <know>. i basically <laughs> i would i would basically go to class and then finish around the afternoon and i would spend the rest of the day much just hammering out homework and that's it i didn't really go to I didn't join any clubs yet, no parties or no nothing. And so, yeah, and then, but that that helped me a lot because by sophomore year, I got like early admission into mechanical engineering, which was a big relief off my shoulder and really allowed me to uh, explore other things and kind of think about what's next. And for me, that what's next was like preparing for like getting an internship and then setting that up. And so um, I joined a lot of clubs, engineering clubs, but then by then I, I remember talking to Andrew and he was like, School is like a triangle
2: or something. <laughs> and then there's like the social. There's like. What? The, no, no. Life, life life, in school is a triangle.
0: <laughs> yes. Life in. Yeah. Something like that. About like there's like a social life. There's like your sleep and there's oh, like your health or something. School. Something. Well, and school itself, it? right?
3: It's, yeah. Academics. Uh, your sleep and then your social life. Yeah. Andrew right.
2: chose sleep and social life. Yeah,
3: I did. Well, first two years, and then we grind our ass. The <laughs> and then the triangle was
0: heavy
2: on the other <laughs> end. Yeah. school. <laughs> it Dad, comes a line. Why didn't you mention your little life crisis, your first week of college? Where you my were life trying to crisis? Just, yeah, you went through a mini crisis. Kind of like um, what Andrew and I My and major I did, but... switch.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: yeah.
0: Wait, I totally forgot about that. Wow. Kudos to you for remembering. You're like, you're, you're my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, actually... Before, like when I applied to the, the the university, I like listed that I wanted to study finance um, because I was interested and in, I was like a big leadership student growing up. And so I thought that that somehow translated to being a business major and <laughs> being able to be social and interact with people. Cause I had that stereotype of like, if you're an engineer, you're like never going to talk to anyone. And so I kind of didn't want that. And so I put down a uh, business and I first week i got my schedule i was in like i finance econ econ 101 or something and i was yeah, like were, about were. to take all these like business classes and then um i was because andrew and kevin are a great older than me i like would stop by the dorms and stuff and like they had a lot of older friends who were in majors and so i hung out with them for a couple of days and i remember talking to one of their friends and they were in mechanical engineering and then at that time, because I was, like, this new student, I, would like, asked everyone, like, what are they studying? Why are they studying it? And somehow, like, the person who said they wanted to do mechanical engineering wanted to, like, help build roller coasters for Disney or, like, become an Imagineer. And I don't know, but, like, for some reason, yes, just yes. that one sentence. I'm, like, an indecisive person, so, like, tipping the scales is honestly, like, as easy as, like, dropping a feather on it, I guess. And so that one sentence of <laughs> Disney Imagineer, my inner child was, like, this is it i'm switching and i like forced myself to like have to take um like the chem test because i didn't take ap chem in high school and i had to like prepare for that because i didn't want to have to t- uh, take general chem and put delay my oh, early admission that. for for like applying to the me and so um that was a grind the funny story Wait, about that yeah
3: side story <laughs> really funny i think one of first week one of the nights I woke up <laughs> hearing Derek <Garrett> sleep talk <laughs> and this man was like reading out either formulas or something related to Chem in the middle of his sleep and I got so spooked. <laughs> but it was because he's studying so hard.
0: Wait, and then and I thought stressed. I said like
2: Alex or something.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Chem online
1: uh, so That was the worst thing
2: ever. Wait, I liked Alex.
1: Whatever, Kevin. <laughs> oh my gosh
0: yeah and so after that yeah I did have a rough start I guess but after that I kind of used that to propel and motivate me to kind of finish throughout Um, and so I joined a lot of clubs my sophomore year and I started taking care of my social Mm -hmm. life and joined a lot of um, communities but also like engineering communities so I could get like hands-on experience and that ultimately led to like internships and then pushed me further into securing a career for after grad but then that was interrupted because of pandemic the pandemic and then um but then i also got right back on track um a couple months later so yeah it's been a been a wild ride yeah
2: (laughs) honestly it sounds a lot better like doing it the opposite way you know like actually focusing early on and then kind of going off (laughs) 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 well if
0: you ever go back for school you could (laughs) <laughs> implement that strategy
2: would you guys would you guys go back to school i've thought about that. i've
1: thought about going back to school yeah
2: really why yeah. for
3: like mba
1: potentially yeah mba um you know thinking about what that could potentially do but it's hard because i feel like you know people people like have different opinions on post-grad degrees right now that resources mm-hmm. are so widely available to so many people so um, I, don't know, I guess it really just depends. You really have to know where you want to go when you're pursuing a master's because right. it's freaking expensive. <laughs> like, yeah, Oh my gosh. What I say. So yeah. yeah. What about the rest of you guys?
3: Man, I would say I'm, Really bad at school. I don't know why. <laughs> well,
0: um, no, like you do school of... well. That's different. Well, yeah, that's no, different. Okay, okay. I think you just don't have the the discipline to do all the work ahead, so it feels like a <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big
3: believer in
2: quality like... over quantity. Right? If the work is yeah, like right. meaningful, then you'll do it. But if it's like yeah, okay. Time out, time out. L- let me speak
3: for myself real quick.
2: I'm just saying from what I've seen, I'm yeah, also Andrew's true. other ex-roommate, you know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so like, you're just going to out me. Okay. Um, I think real-life application or real-life learning is a lot more valuable.
0: Hmm. And
3: I think for me, oftentimes, school prioritizes learning very conceptual things and repeating it to basically nail that into your head and I'm not a fan of that because I won't remember it a couple of years. Um, so maybe like, not even the next
2: quarter, th- though. Honestly,
3: <laughs> yeah, next. Yeah, not even next quarter. Like I think yeah. you can all attest to that. Yeah. Right? Um, so I personally probably wouldn't unless there was some really big incentive to. I don't know what that would be, but
2: <laughs> I mean, if honestly, if work paid for it, I'd be down to go back to school. Like, uh, there's no I issue with that, hard. right? And if it ultimately leads to a pay raise, I mean, that's not the end goal, but you know you can do cooler stuff. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: so I wouldn't. long story short, I don't think I would.
2: Uh, for me, I so like I would do it, but it would be when I'm bored of doing engineering related things. So if I was more into like managing people, well, if I felt like I was in a position to manage people and kind of teach them, or, like, lead them in a proper way, then i probably go back to school and then kind of, like, pick up an MBA. And then then I can kind of take my career af- wherever after that. But. Yeah. Don't you already manage I- I'm in before? the same boat, kind of. <laughs> I-, I deal with people. <laughs> oh,
1: my God,
0: Sorry, he, Derek, wants to, he
2: wants to have the degree to say
0: I can manage people. <laughs> <laughs> um no I was just gonna say that I'm like in the same boat as Kevin probably and and Clarice in the sense that like I wanted to go out to the industry and get a feel for what I like to do and just to see because I feel like I'm still very indecisive in terms of like what I want to do as a career and so whether that's going back and getting an MBA or getting going back and getting like a master's in some kind of engineering discipline to further my understanding um that's all like on the table, but I, I haven't shut out the idea completely because I kind of like school in a sense. I think, yeah, it like has a lot of plus sides. Now that I'm out of school, I kind of miss the grass. <laughs> I, I would ag- I would mentality. agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I kind
2: of I kind of miss like just studying sometimes. Yeah, you know, like, when you're when you're working, you're kind of just doing everything for like something. I kind of just want to study something like outside of my focus at least. But that goes into another thing. So Derek kind of mentioned that he's kind of still indecisive, even even though he's at work. Is Mm. wherever you guys are right now, is it what you guys kind of expected for work? Are you asking if... Or like, is this what you imagined your work life to be? Or is it like, is this what your major kind of prepared you for? Or like what you thought your major would prepare you for?
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good question, Kevin. I think, you know, I think the accounting degree that you get in college and what you hear about what your experience will be like post-grad, I'd say it pretty much fits the bill. I think what's really interesting, especially being in post-grad, is that um, you keep, you know, working hard, you get to where you want to be, and then as soon as you get there, you're, you know, looking at everything else and you're thinking, okay, what's next? Like, where do I want to go? And it's really easy to kind of be like dissatisfied or confused with like, okay, like, why, like, why am I here? Like, what am I doing? You know, what's the purpose of it? Um, but, you know, all that to say, um, it's funny because I think you can really get to wherever place you're trying to go, but still not think it's enough. It's like, you know, success mm-hmm. really is just a moving target. And I think because of mm-hmm. that, for me, it's been a really big challenge to really feel like satisfied in my work if I don't check myself, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: That's a really good explanation.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think so. We're all amazed by Clarissa's speech. Yeah, no, like, she's so succinct <laughs> in the way she explains
3: all her thoughts. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I would say the same. Ditto. <laughs> yeah, we are looking for promotions, and then, you know, when you get it, you probably want the next one, and then, you know, if you wanted to move companies, go somewhere more prestigious with so a big, better name, you know, it's the same thing, so... Yeah, I
2: agree with what Clarice said. Yo, this is kind of sad. Is there <laughs> is, is there no end target for you guys? So like like the, like like what you guys are saying, right? The target kind of keeps moving as you guys are moving up. But like, is there no like no point where you think like that's the last target that you're gonna hit, or is this like the target that you're gonna be satisfied with?
1: I feel like that target or that level of like comfortability you know like comfortability not in the way of like where you're complacent but just you know really Mm -hmm. being like happy with where you're at I feel like that can't really always like be achieved by a job and honestly I don't I could argue Mm -hmm. that it can't be achieved by a job it really has to be like understanding why you're in a place because otherwise you're just going to be chasing after like what other people have like oh how much does this person get paid what is this person working on oh like I feel like what I'm doing doesn't stack up right it's You really have to like learn how to stay in your lane and understand why you're in that lane in the first place you know
0: yeah right i really resonate with that because um after graduating and like the job offer falling falling through i like spent like six months just like looking for jobs and like going on LinkedIn and seeing people post like, oh my God, so grateful I got this opportunity. Or like, you know, I can't wait to start this. And then me just feeling like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's kind of like when you're comparing, like comparisons, like a thief of joy or whatever. And like that kind of mentality of always wanting what other people have and not really looking inwards to understand what you have currently and what you're grateful for. And so after about like a couple months into that, I started really reflecting on like, and, and I started really feeling lost, like, what's the point of going to school and like getting a degree just to chase after these, you know, moving targets of success. And I was like, I feel like that doesn't derive happiness for me. And that doesn't really constitute what I want to do with my life. And the big aha moment for me, and I think I talked about this in the other episodes was like understanding financial independence and what that means to the individual and being able to have time back for you to really, pursue your endeavors and to do what you want to do. And so when I realized that, <clears throat> that was like my end goal and that, that was an end goal that is really hard to move. Like, I don't see that moving once I get there because I understand that that's the goal I'm trying to achieve. And so that kind of builds up momentum and motivation for when I go into my job now, like, why am I working hard at this job when I'm chasing these goals? It's not just merely chasing these short-term sighted goals with, for the company or anything. Um, it's I'm in it for the long run. I'm in it so that I can build up, you know, um, like financial independence and to one day like be able to just live the life that I want. And so I think I really resonate with being able to find that healthy balance. And so I guess like for me, like in my career now, like I'm, I'm pretty satisfied and I like go through each day trying to, just find something that keeps me grateful. And I, like, practice that a lot in in the terms of, like, I just try to work so that I'm being healthy and I'm setting up myself so that I'm not, like, losing out on things that might detract me from my end goal of what I want to do when I'm financially independent, I guess, if that really makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So what you mentioned balance there. What do you how do you guys balance life now? So, like, how much... How, what percentage of your life is on work? What percentage of your life is on something that you enjoy? And then what's the percentage of your... I don't know, like, maybe with friends or family? Kevin, kicks off. I mean, off. I can kick us off. So, I yeah, I spend... Me. what? I, I definitely don't have that balance in a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> My... Uh, it kinda of works together. So I, I enjoy work, but I also enjoy working on stuff that I do outside of work. So I mean fifty percent of my day is already at work and then maybe like another thirty percent is working on something I care about. So like this podcast or working on looking at other stuff, looking at investments, looking at real estate, right? So that, that takes about about eighty percent of my time and the other twenty the other ten percent is like maybe with family. Friends, showering. maybe. I'll sneak in with like, fam- <laughs> friends sometimes. 10% of your day showering? <laughs> it's 10% showering. Showers are quick, bro. Um, and then like some games up at the end, right right? Like kind of Yeah, down. there's
3: no way, dog. You I should know take you up the sum. Games. It's like I, I, games. I, play,
2: I play two hours of games per day. I sleep. Well, okay. I somehow don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> You, y'all can look at anything. I play about two hours I'm on hours Discord. A day. I see you, bro. Yeah, I know. You do. But you should check it. If I'm actually playing. It's about two hours. About, okay. about, about. It depends. But then, like, for me, like, I'll sacrifice sleep. So if I want to play more, I'll sacrifice some sleep. So yeah, s- that's
3: where the truth comes out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's about the balance. Like, okay. Kind of, like. It kind of flows because my sleep decreases, right? So then I get more time in the day, but that's not super great. (laughs) True.
3: Was it the same when prior to COVID?
2: Yes. Well, and COVID was way unhealthy. or way prior to COVID was more unhealthy because I would do main like work was a huge portion portion of my day because basically like I used to commute on a bus to work so the commute there was about an hour, so I would be, like, studying uh, either for work or for, like, outside-of-work stuff. Wow. And then at work, I would be there around 8 to 10 hours. Okay, for what I, I enjoyed work pre-COVID because it was actually fun to be there. Like, I enjoyed my coworkers. Um, yeah. And, and then, nice office space with yeah, it, it TVs and room to <laughs> play Smash. Yeah. All
1: the free food.
2: Sometimes, sometimes. Okay. But... Then I like on the bus ride back it would be like another hour and a half so I would be studying then too. When I got home I was just like, uh, I would eat dinner, take another shower, then study a little more and then I'll play about a ga- one game and then go to sleep. That was about it. I slept a little bit earlier pre-COVID, but it wasn't like what like, I was sleeping from nine to five thirty instead of, or <laughs> no eleven to five thirty instead of. I was like all right. No, I would never do nothing. <laughs> I can't sleep that early, dude.
3: How was it like in the Bay, Clarice? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. I mean, I think work-life balance, it's a tough one because I really think it comes down to how willing you are to set boundaries for yourself because if you offer more of your time, people will always take it, right? Um, and I think that's something I really learned when I was, um, I don't know, just kind of like getting up to speed. I mean, I started... Um, my job in the middle of busy season and so i feel like that when you know when you have times oh, yeah. and you're working like 13 to 15 hour days and you're just sitting there like oh my gosh like what is my life um mm. you know it really kind of goes back to what you're talking about earlier with like understanding like why you're there and like finding purpose and in that time that you're spending but you know i think really outside of you know those more busier times um i found it really important to really be able to carve out time for like working out And like Kevin said, just finding time to learn about new things that are outside of what you're doing. And I think, you know, um, that kind of ties into this podcast as well with like learning how um, investments move and, you know, how to set yourself up for financial independence, because it's something that feels so big and so daunting. But really, if you just take it a piece at a time, like you're able to do more than you think you can within the time that you're given. Um, But yeah, I remember like my first year of work when I was studying for um, uh, my CPA exam. And feeling like, oh my gosh, there's like not enough time in the day. Um, but being reminded, you know, that there's this concept of like the golden hour, where if it's like if it's something that's important, you'll make time, uh, whether it's like family, friends, you know, taking care of yourself. And I think that's something that really, like, that concept really stuck with me going forward. After, mm. but yeah, what about yeah. you, Andrew? What do you think?
3: Uh, I think prior to COVID, I think I had a better work-life balance. <laughs> Really? For, yeah, actually, I think, well, it really depends on our development cycle and where we're at. But when I was in the office, um, I said it was better, right? Yeah, yeah, you said it was
2: better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> better. It's like, uh,
3: there were like a couple days where I'd stay until like 9 or 10 after getting in around the same time in the AM. But Generally speaking, it's also that would only be because I didn't really have many people to hang out with in Vancouver when I first moved up here. Um, Sad. Yeah, really. And <laughs> then when I did make friends, you know, we'd like some of my coworkers and I would get off um, like five or whatever, and then we'd go brewery hopping. Yeah, <laughs> all that <laughs> good stuff um, and talk life. So, I think the difficult part now is that when we're working at home, particularly like for myself, my living space and workspace is intermeshed, right? So it's hard to really separate work from life, as we like to say. And so I'm usually staying on a lot later um, at home than in the office. It's difficult, right?
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Derek?
0: Yeah, for me, it's like, I think because I haven't been working for too long, it's only been like a month or two. So the goals that I thought of and the things that I set, you know, from that break period, I've still been able to maintain that. And so basically what I'm doing is um, I've kind of set up things that I prioritize. And so the, the time that the eight hours I put in each day to go to work, I don't really count that as like, productive time towards myself because as i'm like putting in work for the company and i am interested in like the work that i'm doing but um other than that being a means of growing um having like steady income and like helping me like live through life so i can build up a financial portfolio um i currently i don't view it as much more than that um and then so whenever i get off work i try to make a lot of effort to not just fall into the groove of playing games until it's bedtime and then just calling it a day. Um, I really try to say like, okay, now that I'm done with work, like it's time to be productive. And so I'm saying like, what is it I want? So like, I, I value like community. I value family. I value like health. And so those are the three big things, I guess, for me right now. And so <clears throat> I was looking for time to set up like calls like this or to go out and like snowboard or longboard or dance. And, and then, family so you know finding like some kind of chinese drama to watch with the fam and like being more (laughs) intentional and being conversational with the family a lot more especially now because we're being able to um be at home more often and i guess for me i think my my career is a little bit different because it's not 100 percent work from home um it's kind of like a mix and so i i really value that actually before i started it i was like oh darn it you want me to come into the office but I realized that like going into the office, um, even with like either no one there or just a few people there, I, I actually really enjoy having that routine of going somewhere. Nice. I think, yeah, it speaks to what Andrew's saying of like not meshing kind of your living space and workspace. And so that has been really productive yeah. for me.
2: Yeah, I think.
0: I think I was gonna say something um, else. Derek has but... the best
2: balance again, dude. It's falling. Like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it lasts, right? <laughs> oh, and then I was gonna say, like, I <laughs> listened to podcasts on my commute because um, I try to like learn, like I resonate with what Kevin said too about trying to learn constantly, continuous learning, improving yourself. Yeah. And so I, I try to find interesting topics. Currently it's like investing, but I'm also interested in like understanding how our brains work, how we interact with other humans and how to build really meaningful relationships. Because I think coming out of college, the other thing I realized was that friends, like convenience, friendships that form out of convenience is almost all entirely gone <laughs> it's now about like you being very intentional you being upfront and communicating what kind of friendships you want to have and maintaining that like you got to put in the effort to really connect and keep moving that forward otherwise True. it's easy to kind of get lost into the daily mix of things
2: hmm. yeah i remember having quarterly friends <laughs> because you had be too very, many so friends cool. to
1: have at one time he needed to cycle no, through. no I
2: feel like that's sad right because like you know like when you're there ca- categorized like as quarterly friends you know you're only gonna be friends for like 10 weeks like some <laughs> yeah. friends yeah. what was the homework yet oh I got you <laughs> yeah
1: exactly <laughs> take my clicker to class <laughs> oh
2: yeah yes. basically chegg anyone got chegg my roommate yeah. and I did that too oh
1: <laughs>
2: oh
3: where would you get? I guess. I guess um, one of the things I'm curious about is, do you feel like the field that you're in right now is something you'll stick with for the rest of your career? Um, I mean, you don't have to be certain today, but
2: do you have an idea? I feel like Clarissa would have like a different take on it. Sure. Well, maybe not because I, I, I know some things, but like I feel like accounting, <laughs> accounting kind of has like a very linear path, right? Because yeah, it kind of yeah, like I lays out that. everything you can do and will do. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, but I think what you know, what's also cool is that it offers a lot of, um, you know, certain mobility, you know, going into certain fields, sometimes it does take a little bit longer. But I think that base mm-hmm. knowledge of what you learn when you're, you know, really researching the backbone of a company and, you know, all that technical accounting knowledge it comes into play when you move forward into other fields as well um and I think you know at first I just thought I was like (laughs) uh, only in accounting forever and I was like oh shoot like not that I hate it but like I'd kind of like to have options but I think you know as I've seen you know Mm -hmm. some of my friends uh transition to different companies and such like that um I really am seeing how that foundation can kind of pull more into a lot of different fields and so um, that being said, and understanding that there is value, I, I think it, it gave me this newfound realization to like, wow, there's this whole other level of value to what I'm learning at work. Um, definitely made me appreciate it and feel a lot more happy with it. Will I stay with it forever? Um, currently, not sure, but we'll see how it goes. I don't know. What about you guys?
2: Let's go with Andrew. Let's start from the the most controversial. I'm just kidding. Most controversial. <laughs> What do you know know that you
1: don't know?
3: (laughs) I asked the question because I don't know. And even when I got into my major and in college, I think my high school understanding of what the rest of life looked like after high school was that I'd study something in college and then until I retired, that's what I would work, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
3: And I'm realizing that. That's such a daunting decision going into college. Thing like, hey, you better pick something you like because you're gonna do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, and to any high schooler or any new college students that might be listening, it's not like that. And I yeah. promise you, it's not like that. Um, because I think it puts a lot of pressure, and I know a lot of people who study things that aren't necessarily as um. There are in markets not as healthy as ours for the jobs, right? I think we all study something where it's relatively easy to get a job in today's economy. But there are some people um, who did bachelors in certain humanities, yeah, right? I and was it's about to
2: say, bro, don't call one out.
3: <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just giving a general broad, right? So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hard to get jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, particularly one that you, I guess, studied for. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that being said... I currently enjoy um what I'm doing. I think I would want to work in technology to work on like innovative stuff. I like challenges. I think I like problem solving a lot and I think it doesn't have to be technology, but c s and software seems to be a really um, inviting space for solving problems so. I think I'm probably gonna stay with this area for the most rest of my career.
2: Nice, interesting, not what I expected.
3: Well, I didn't say like being a software engineer, but in this space for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, for me, I think. Well, I actually started in a role that was kind of is like drastically different for where I am right now. So I started as a, a data scientist consultant. So. I was working with a lot of data analytics services and tools but I but it was like at a high, higher level so like I was just kind of explaining it to like uh, to clients and explaining them, to them how they can implement it I would help occasionally but not too much cuz it, it doesn't play into the role but I found that kind of restricting so I kind of I moved away from that and I'm a engineer now so in a similar role to what Andrew is today so for me, like when I think about my career, I I don't think I'm going to be one of those that kind of stay, that stays in one position or even like one area of focus for too long. So I, I'm really open to like just moving around, kind of doing different things. Uh, I'm really interested in doing some kind of like program management work next. I kind of want to think about the big picture now that I understand the lower level picture, but We'll kind of have to see where it takes me, but yeah, it's definitely not related to my major at all. Coming out of college, I'm a, I'm I'm also informatics, and I focus on data science. So I guess the first role kind of matched, but after that, nothing's really the same. I mean, broadly <laughs> though, you're still in software, right? Yeah, but I don't know if I would stay in software. I like, see. Like I, I, like on okay, main reason I started in software. Software is, like, the easiest thing to do for free. Like, you can literally build anything out you want. I literally could – I could literally just sit on my computer, and if I was bored, I can build, like, a little program up, like, whenever I'm bored, and, like, solve something that I have an issue with. So, if I needed to script something, I'll build it, right? I can do that for free. I don't need anything. But, honestly, building out something physical might be more beneficial to other people because, like – like, we live in a real world, right? So we want to... So we don't know <laughs> that <laughs> yet, Kevin. No, because well, right, right now, we kind of live in a virtual world, right? Like, Zoom is basically our life, our, like, That's one true. main of contact between, like, other people. So eventually, we'll have to go back to the physical world. And I want to kind of... <laughs> you want to
0: make, like, flowers for people you see or something? <laughs> no! Like,
2: <laughs> like, build something that kind of enhances people's lives in the real world. I see. Right. Like AR is like a AR is like kind of a mix between software and hardware, so I kind of want to be in that kind of field. Cool, yeah. Mm. Anyways, what about you, Dick?
0: Um, for me, I guess I kind of am in that space where I build things mm-hmm. that you can touch and feel. Um, I'm like I'm a huge fan of aerospace. I love traveling. I love planes, and so I really enjoy the career that I'm in right now because basically I get to go see the planes get to do some analysis some design work some testing and helping out suppliers and going travel to airlines and customers and working out issues and so I think it's constantly evolving for me but I definitely don't see myself staying in any role um, for too long and that horizon hasn't exactly been set yet because I think we're all kind of in our early career stage so we don't really have a grasp of Well, for me, maybe just, I don't know, you guys might. But for me, I don't really have a grasp of how long it is going to take me before I feel like, oh, this is, like, getting too boring or, like, this is getting, like, if I were to stick with this, it would require getting a master's or being a little bit more technical. And so for me, I kind of just take it day by day. And I'm grateful that I can move around within like the company that I work in pretty fluidly and they're pretty supportive of that. And so that allows me a lot of flexibility of seeing if something works and if it doesn't like just telling my manager and saying, Hey, like, I want to help on more projects that do this. And so, and I'm actually really grateful because I, I actually had a couple of internships working at different aerospace uh, companies. And then one of them was really technical. And I somehow thought that that was for me because I was like, I like numbers, I like thinking about science stuff, and I was like, if I ever come back, I want to do this, and then I didn't come back, right, and then, so, I, I started my new role, and it's actually the, like, complete opposite, although there are some parts of, like, analysis and technical stuff, it's more um, robust, as I mentioned, like, I get to stand up each day, go travel sometimes, and, like, move between, and go see the planes, and I actually really value that, Um, even though in college, I was, like, I just want that desk job that everyone talks about and just kind of live my days relaxed and comfortable. But now I'm like, I don't think it's healthy to sit (laughs) that long. So (laughs) give me a reason to move up and down and off the stairs or something. So um, yeah, so I guess right now I'm happy with where I am and I'm just taking it day by day and seeing when I might switch. I I also really... Going back to like why I wanted to do business in the first place, I really enjoy working with people, motivating a team, um, you know, supporting others and being there for them. And so, I kind of want to try to find something I can do that in order to give back um, in at the company I'm at, or like it, whether that means switching roles or something. Yeah. Kevin, you're about to say something, I think. Wow. No. <laughs> well,
2: I was just very impressed. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> ten out of
0: ten. Oh, thank you, thank you.
2: Interesting. <laughs> so, going... So, it sounds like most of us are kind of unsure about, at least, our spot right now. Um, Have you guys thought about what kind of, like, what w- makes... Okay, at least... Okay, Taking get back to... The... Making it less a little less somber. What makes post grad life happy? Like what do you guys find happiness in post grad life? Because most of the things we've been talking about is like kind of our struggles <laughs> in post grad life. Or like we don't wanna know what we're doing at work in post grad life. Like what is so what's like nice about it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think maybe what, what what is super nice is that even though you do have less time, and I don't think this is a surprise, but you do have a bit more of a financial leverage, and that includes, you know getting to travel with your friends and getting to, you know, go to new places and have this kind of um, financial freedom that you maybe don't have in college. Maybe some people do have it in college and I applaud you if you do, but um, (laughs) I feel like that's just a super cool thing to do. And then like, like Derek said, you actually get to explore your relationships a little bit deeper too, because it's not just about convenience. It's about the hard work and it's about like, you know, who's going to really be like end game for you. So, um, I feel like getting to kind oh, of go man. through the getting to kind of go through the grinder on that one. I think that it's not easy, and sometimes it sucks. But I think the end result of what comes out of that is really quality. So those are some things mm. that kind of come off the top of my head. I don't know what do you think, Andrew? I feel like you'd have some good thoughts for this. <laughs> Scratching
0: his noggin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on this. There's a lot of positives. I think day to day it's hard to really see them, but I think. Not saying that life before post-grad is not real, but I think you really have to, at least for people who go to college, who have supporting parents behind them, I think this is one of the first times where you really have to adult. Even if you live at home, if, um, if you move across the world, I think there's a level of responsibility that... You take on at your job um like you said in your relationships that you didn't have to take on before and i think that is a catalyst for you to grow as a human and understand yourself better so i would say you just have a lot more room to learn and grow Um, whereas school you have to focus so much on grades and all that is the stuff that don't really matter. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that only come from my mouth, obviously. I, I actually agree with that though.
0: I, I agree <laughs> to
2: some
3: extent. We all agree. stressed. We all stressed. Yeah, right? we did stress yes.
2: I feel like the, the freedom, uh, Clarice kind of mentioned that we don't have as so much time, but I almost feel like we have so much time that it's like it's kind of scary to a lot of people. And then like we have so much freedom in that time to do whatever we want because we don't have homework anymore. That's the biggest thing, right? You don't have to do anything after work if you don't have to, or you don't feel like you need to, right? You don't have to do homework. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's where most people, or at least for us, like we, it's like the scary part of post-grad, but also like the fun part, because you can fill it in with anything you want to fill it in with. So like for us, we've been kind of filling it in with like researching and investing Other people have been doing, like Derek dances too, guys. You guys know that? Derek dances in the all time.
0: He's so good. (laughs) Yeah. No.
2: (laughs) So like, you can kind of do whatever you like and you can fill that time as you feel like it's needed. And that's also the hard part. Like, if you don't fill it with good time, you might not be progressing. Like, you won't be able to move positions if you felt like it. Like, Derek might not be able to transition to another team in his company if he didn't kind of grow out his assets in that field right right so i think that's but for me that's like the thrilling part about post grad life i feel like i have so much room to kind of like develop myself where i end up kind of like running myself dry trying to develop myself like you guys kind of know about the things i've been interested in and kind of looking yeah. into so I don't know. it's fun i find it a lot of fun a lot more fun than college just because like i'm not forced to do anything i don't want to like Andrew kind of felt like that when we're doing forced to do homework but I felt like that when we're doing like classes where I'm just like these these classes don't apply to like info it only applies to like general ed, whatever, and whatever it doesn't really matter <laughs> and to all the humanitarian majors I actually got my worst grade in a uh, in a humanities c- class <laughs> so- <laughs> So I think that's uh, the right word. But... Yeah, not humanitarian. It's humanities, right? Yeah, yeah I got my worst grade in a humanities class. <laughs> Did we
0: go to college at all? No, nah, it was a long
2: time ago, bro. It was like two years ago. Don't say the university went <laughs> <laughs> bro. Clues already mentioned it. If anyone was paying attention, they'll know.
1: I guess, <laughs> I guess we to
0: kind of sum things up, our kind of because i feel the same like you guys already mentioned all the things that i feel i feel that we came from an education system that was very structured it told us what we should do what we need to do if we want to get to xyz and you know a lot of us did that Um, and now it's like boom we got a bunch of time on our hands we got room to grow and so that's really exciting and scary and but for me i feel really refreshed i think This is a great new outlook on life, and I think as long as you're reflecting and constantly, you know, evaluating the things that you currently do and the things that you want and making sure they align, I think that this is a great space for you to start really building out a life that you want. Whether that's the community aspect, the financial aspect, the academic, academia, academic, academic.
2: This is too hard. The, you know, okay, like English is stuff. pretty bad, guys. We <laughs> were all ESL. <laughs> no, we were not. No, we were not. I, I don't think Derek was ever ESL. You and I, you and I were definitely ESL. <laughs> <laughs> I was.
0: But I, I went to Chinese school, and I've been watching a lot of Chinese like stuff, so I'm going a, I'm to a take that. Yeah, I'm going to that he, card. He's
2: converted. He's converted.
1: <laughs> <Her> first ESL.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's just wrap up this first part with Clarice. I, I don't know if she wants to add anything on to the end of our first part, but... Yeah, she'll be here bit.
0: for the next part.
2: Yeah, she's gonna be here for the next part. We might not talk, be talking about career, but let's hype up post grad work because right now <laughs> it's kind of sad because of COVID or the pandemic. But enjoy your time in college. Yeah, enjoy <laughs> your
1: time well, at. And enjoy your time in post grad too. Yeah, you know? <laughs> do it
2: all. It's clear. Enjoy life and every step it has for you. Yes, yeah. sir. Gosh. Life comes in phases. Enjoy all of it. Thanks guys.